Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Adam Morgan. Theirs are names you may not have heard previously, like Nat Love, who took a picture to circulate to all that African-American cowboys were very, very real, and he was one of them. Or Bass Reeves in Oklahoma, known as one of the greatest Western lawmen ever to ride. Or Bill Pickett, who the owners of the famed 101 Ranch called him the greatest sweat and dirt cow ham that ever lived. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. February is Black History Month, and in recognizing such, we continue exploring the history of African Americans in the West. Our guides are Miss Daphne Rice Allen, board chair, and Steve Shepard, historian and reenactor, both from the Black American West Museum and Heritage Center. There are several events that we have had over the years. Um, the piece with Fort Garland, gosh, that was back in the 90s, I think, 1990. Yeah. Um, and that was a wonderful piece that we did. We currently have something called Beyond Five Points okay. that is a piece with the um, History Colorado. You do need to sign up um, with uh, Aline Hope um, at History Colorado at the 303-866-2785 number. Um, it is a tour of the Northeast Denver and Park Hill neighborhoods. And what we've located are a sequence of parks that are named after African-Americans. Some of these are local. Some of these are um, activists that have been um, in in the United States, not maybe Mm -hmm. specifically Colorado. But this is a first of its kind, and we're really excited about that. And so that. you, you uh, tour the park, and then you uh, discuss who the park is named after and what their contribution was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Steve, there's got to be some other people mm-hmm. or places or things in Colorado that people just don't know that much about. Uh, we, we talked about Dr. Ford and Deerfield and, yes. and Fort Garland a bit. And they've heard of the Buffalo Soldiers. What else? Because, you know, you, you reenactors find these characters we know nothing <laughs> that, about. That's true. You know, Adam, when I was growing up in, uh, back in Lawrence, Kansas, we always, you know, had a, had a Saturday afternoon game of cowboys. <laughs> okay. And back then, uh, if someone had selected Roy Rogers or Gene Autry, there were no other cowboys to select. <laughs> And, in fact, I remember having gone to one of those Saturday morning cereals, and uh-huh. there was a, a white cowboy by the name of Tim McCoy. So I decided I'd be Tim McCoy. Now, who ever heard of Tim McCoy? Right. In fact, at that time, who ever heard of Bill Pickett? I certainly hadn't. Sure. But I would certainly have been Bill Pickett. Or how about Deadwood Dick? I would have been Deadwood Dick. But, you know, even our founder, Paul Stewart, when he came to Denver, had uh-huh. no idea that there had been black cowboys. Yeah. So he was fascinated, and that's one of the reasons that he founded the museum, because he kept, he kept acquiring our artifacts and so on and stories. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there are quite a few uh, black folks who helped to settle the West. I know we've heard of... Uh, Jim Beckworth, yeah, Jim Beckworth, the mountain man. Right, he came to Denver uh, from St. Louis. He helped the the founder of the, of the newspaper to bring his printing presses. That's how he oh, came wow. to Denver. Really, uh, I don't know if we've ever heard of Will Kennard, 
But no. one of our reenactors does Will Kennard. Now, Will Kennard has a very, very interesting story. Uh, he had been a Buffalo soldier, and when he retired from being a Buffalo soldier, he read an ad in the Gilpin newspaper mm -hmm. that there was an opening for a local marshal. So he said, I know it's going to be a long shot, but I'm going to go up there and apply for this, this job. To become a marshal. To become a marshal. In Gilpin County. And he had no idea that the folks were just glad to see him apply, being a black man or not. Okay, now, now, because, now what, what, what era of time was this? 18-something? This, this was in the 1800s. Right, right. After, okay. after emancipation. So sure. that's after okay, 1865. Yeah. So he, he went, he applied, they hired him right away. But later on, he found out why. They, the local... Uh, ruffians had just killed the banker and the marshal, and so the first job he had was to go down to the local bar and arrest several real mean characters. Right. So he walked in the bar, and sure enough, the guy pulled his gun, and before the guy could pull his gun, Will Kennard had shot the gun out of his hand, and when Will and when the really? ruffians. Uh, partners were about ready to shoot him. He shot them, so they hired him <laughs> right on the spot. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the actual town was called Yankee Yankee Hill in mm -hmm. Gilpin County. Yeah. Now, okay, that's just one of the one of the very romantic and adventurous characters. But uh, we've heard of the Buffalo Soldiers, yeah. and we've also heard now about cowboys. Okay, we need to talk about. Those blacks who settled the West, who had a very, very strong effect on, on the um, financial state of Colorado, as, as well as the political state of Colorado. Now, before you put those in, I got okay. a question for Daphne, because okay. the people that you're talking about and the events that you're talking about, that's something that educators can use to bring their classes in, right? Yes. yes. And and I think I think I read something on your website that you 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 match the Colorado Core standards. We do our best. Yes, okay. we absolutely do our best, and we have several um, volunteers who have been with us for years who do our lecture series. Sure. Um, we are working on our storytelling traveling trunk. We are also um, evolving our reenacting program. And then we also um, have presentations that several of us can do at any level, just a presentation specifically just about the museum and how to become a supporter or specifically about a particular character. Well, the reason why I wanted to say that, because some of the, the people that Steve is mentioning and the events are so rich it says, just shouts at me, this has got to be a part of a curriculum somewhere oh, yeah. to expose the kids. Now, you were talking about the political people and the business people that helped build Denver that were African-American. Yes. All right. There, there are four of them that I'd like to mention, sure. but I'd like to expand on Barney Ford's life. Uh, the first one, once again, is Barney Ford. Yeah. Second is Louis Price. Okay. That's O.T. Jackson. Okay. And lastly, Wink Hamlet. All right. Barney Ford was born 1822 in Virginia as a slave. Now, there's a story behind why he was sold. Uh, as it turns out, uh, Barney Ford's 
slave mistress discovered that Barney Ford was actually the son of her husband. So naturally, he was sold at that point. Okay. And, and then he was leased out to a showboat along on the Mississippi River. Yeah. And there's two stories of how Barney Ford escaped from that showboat. One is that the rest of the crew members mm-hmm. threw a, a, a barrel of something over the, the, the edge of the boat right. and pretty much took the attention of all of the guards away and so that he was able to escape. But back at the, that the, the climate at that time, after emancipation, after the Civil War, those folks from the South were able to also come to Colorado. Uh That changed the social climate of Colorado completely in 1865 and 1866, such that uh, it was very adverse for a black man to to go up, uh, uh, you know, to own a mine Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. In fact, he came to town to Breckenridge one day to the assayer's office and said that he had a very lucrative mine and that he would like to uh, bring some of his gold in. Well, around town they heard about that. That evening uh, he had to jump out the back window because, sure enough, some folks from town had come to get his gold. Well, he decided to go back to Denver at that time. And when he arrived in Denver... yeah. He called for his brother-in-law. They opened another barbershop and just expanded. He opened another restaurant, and then there was a fire. The fire of 1873 burned down everything that he had. But he had developed such a strong reputation that when he went to the banker, the Kuntz Bank, which initially was the Kuntz Brothers Bank and eventually was Colorado National Bank, But at any rate, he had developed such a reputation that the banker said, yes, I'll help you rebuild. He loaned him $9,000, which was a fortune at that time. Oh, sure. So he was able to build a a restaurant. It was very lucrative. He eventually built a hotel, the Interocean Hotel here in Denver. He eventually went on to uh, Cheyenne, built another Interocean Hotel. Uh, hotel in Cheyenne. In Cheyenne. Okay. Eventually, the hotel in Cheyenne uh, burned down. Right. But he was able to come back to Denver once again. But beside being a very strong and intuitive business person, he was very socially conscious. He wanted to make sure that. Even after the Colorado was a territory and black folks could vote, but when Colorado applied for statehood, uh-huh. the politicians decided that black folks did not need the vote. Barney Ford was able to petition the National Congress so that Colorado could not become a member unless the black had to vote. And I would have to say that that was Barney Ford's strongest accomplishment, even though he was a businessman, et cetera, and and took care of 
uh, making sure that blacks were educated in Denver, that was his strongest accomplishment. Wow. Wow. Interesting guy. Yeah. Interesting guy. He'd, he'd stand tall even today. Right. That yes, he would. Sure. Yes, he would. Daphne, what direction or growth would you like the museum to have? Oh, gosh. Um, that, that's an interesting question. Um, the growth would be to be able to expand on our, on our exhibits. Yeah. Um, I absolutely want us to stay where we are. Um, but perhaps be able to expand our exhibits, be able to have more um, rotating exhibits, uh, have have more um, to actually have a paid executive director. Sure, that would okay. that would be fabulous to be able to have a paid executive director, and then maybe one or two other staff people, maybe an office administrator, and somebody that either did um, programs programming manage the programs, and maybe even a, 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 a part-time volunteer coordinator. Yeah. Th- those three pieces would really help the museum stand st- tall and stand strong. Um, s- sustaining the life of the museum is one of the um, – is my personal tagline. Yeah. In um, several documents that, that have gone out – um, to our life members, to the community, and some of our um, letters and, and proposals and grants, we talk about sustaining the life of the museum. Okay. Um, okay. And the fact that we own the main house, the main museum, and the house next door, our annex, our office. Um, so looking at expanding exhibits, being able to rotate them more, um, expanding our gift shop, um, and then perhaps maybe even expanding the office space next door, sure. figuring out some additional level to take the, the office next door, maybe renting out a room to another nonprofit organization, expanding our storage capabilities, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, give us your address. What hours are you open and your website? The address is 3091 California Street. We are right across the street from the 30th and Downing Light Rail Station. Okay. Um, There is parking in the back of the museum as well as off street, so there is no reason not to visit. We are open Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Miss Daphne Rice-Allen, Museum Board Chair, and Steve Shepard, Historian on the African American West and Reenactor, both with the Black American West Museum and Heritage Center. Many thanks to both of them for being our guests again on this edition. For Black History Month or at any time, check their website for events and information at BAWMHC.org. That's BAWMHC.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.